listening to what you shouldn't see. This is Nigh Unwatchable. Hi there. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Welcome to Nigh Unwatchable, the podcast where we watch terrible shit so you don't have to. I'm Harrison Stewart. That's Chris Wyden. Mm. Chris, what did we watch? What did we watch? Uh, your mom? Um, no. Oh! Uh, Adam. She's a nice lady! <laughs> God nailed me to a wall! Chris, that's not true. No, it's not. We dipped our toes into the MCU. Yeah. For one of yeah. the worst entries, uh, in my opinion, in, in, in recent memory. Uh, it, is, it is arguably slightly better than quantum mania but not by much which i think we'll also Chris, do at some point <laughs> oh uh, we have to like I'm, I'm i refuse to let the movie the only movie in which i've ever said but why is bill murray here um, oh, i refuse no. to let that go unseen by you yeah bill murray's in it didn't need to be first time i've ever thought that oh. first and first and last time uh, but no, we watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, and spoiler alert, it is not very multi and it's not very mad. It is. It's, neither of those things are very true. It made me very mad. Um, ah. Ha, 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 ha. No, this movie. Nice. All right, so we'll, 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 we'll do a blitzy recap at the top here and then get into mm-hmm. it for anyone who hasn't seen if you are aware of the first Doctor Strange movie, great. I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. that now. Throughout this episode, though, if you have seen neither the first Doctor Strange nor the second one, what we're talking about today, you'll figure it out as we go. Harrison is going to, as usual, provide a lot of the context around the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe as well as how that relates to the greater Marvel Universe. Um, and the lore in in the original IP and stuff like that. So this movie, uh, Doctor Strange is, without going into his past from the first movie, is a wizard, basically, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Yes. And he is like kind of one of the main wizards out of like a league of Earth wizards. Now again, I am not using. Harrison will correct me as we get into this. I'm not going to use any of the right Marvel terms here. This is for you <laughs> folks out there who may be less familiar. But he's basically for part of lane. like a global wizard group that helps protect the That's planet right. and like different highly populated and special areas on the globe that maybe have magical significance or just have significance on the map. And Doctor Strange is like located in New York with this group of wizards and he's part of the the marvel team of superheroes that defends the world when they have to in some of the other movies in this movie it's just dr strange and he's hanging out and then all of a sudden he uh he uh wake he he really he goes to bed actually let's start there because that's the beginning of the movie it's Mm -hmm. not dr strange hanging out it's dr strange sleeping but we don't know that He's in some crazy universe. He's got a different haircut than we're used to. And he's running around with this little Latina girl who who we don't know yet. And they're and they're trying to get some kind of shiny book. And then at the mm-hmm. last second, Doctor Strange turns to the girl and basically decides like to betray her, which we don't quite understand at this time, but he like grabs her arm and like starts sucking her power or her life force. And then uh, she kind of, there's like a monster they're running from, which is why he's doing this to defeat the monster to get the shiny book I just mentioned. It's a dream. You don't know yes. the context. No one does at this point in the movie. And, uh, and she freaks out. She opens a star shape in the fabric of space and time and sure transports herself and this Doctor Strange into another universe, which happens to be the universe where our main character, Doctor Strange, remember this is a multiverse situation, so there are infinite universes with infinite versions of everything. So this Doctor yes. Strange goes to our Doctor Strange's universe with this girl. The problem is that in the process, this other Doctor Strange gets killed by that monster. So it's just like a Doctor Strange corpse now. 
in this other universe. She comes into this universe and she is pursued by some other monster. So our Doctor Strange and his like magical buddy have to defeat this other monster and save this girl. And she's like trying to run away. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just like showed up with like this other monster from another universe and we defeated it. But like, what the hell's going on? And she's like, all right, well, yes. like my name's America because that is cool. And nobody has a problem with that. Don't worry. Uh, no one has any comments about that. Nope. But her name is America. And I don't trust you because you just betrayed me in like this weird setting. And then Dr. Strange's like, whoa, what you're talking about sounds like a dream I had last night. And then she's like, no, that actually happened. And then Dr. Strange immediately understands that that means that dreams are windows into everyone's other self in the multiverse, which frankly, a little, a little bad to explain that so simply right away, but I am glad to have the context immediately in the movie. They bury yeah. Dr. Strange, who is dead in their universe. Right. And then, that body got pulled through the portal. Yeah, they buried the dead being Doctor Surprisingly Strange important. Yeah, which <laughs> actually is a detail that matters, which is why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> mentioning it. But then uh but then they're hanging out and basically you know, Doctor Strange's like, Okay, we'll protect you. What's going on? And America says, Hey, I've been I've been like uh running basically from these monsters that are trying to like basically steal me or my power or something and they learned that what america's power is is she can transition she can phase into any other universe at all without mm -hmm. any other kind of tech that's like her superpower she just can do that but it only ever happens so far at least when she is scared she is going to die and then all of a sudden, like, this star imprint, because, again, her name's America, happens in the fabric of space and time. And and it's like a hole, basically, in the shape of a star in the universe, and she flies into another universe. But it only happens when she's scared she's going to die, so she doesn't know how to control her power. Oh, no. No. We'll get into the messaging in a little bit. I'm, like, struggling not <laughs> to, like, get angry about the messaging here as I'm summarizing the movie. Um... <laughs> anyway so so they're like okay this is weird that someone's attacking you hey me dr strange knows someone on the marvel team who might be able to help with your situation because it sounds like this crazy magical demon is like sending minions to go after you i know someone named elizabeth olsen who plays one of the marvel superheroes who <laughs> does magic and let's go talk to her mm -hmm. and she's like yeah, I can help you out. Psych, I'm actually the villain of the movie, and I'm the evil force ah. that's trying to capture America's power because if I can go to any universe I want, I can live in a universe where I do have kids, which is all the universes that aren't this one, and raise my children. And Doctor Strange is like, no, if you do that, you'll eliminate Elizabeth Olsen in another universe. And Elizabeth Olsen's like, I don't fucking care. This is fiction, and I Fuck want her. Yeah. <laughs> so... So basically the Fuck whole movie turns into, Olsen. and we'll get into some of the details, but to kind of get to the point of, of what happens in this movie, Elizabeth Olsen is chasing after this girl and sending monsters after this girl and sending spells to control her own body and other universes as America phases from other universes, basically on this multiversal adventure to... Which doesn't involve that many universes uh to capture <laughs> to capture america and steal her her universe traveling powers and this ultimately culminates yeah, with dr strange and america being stuck in another universe and then america has to <clears throat> go back to dr strange's universe which i forget do you remember real quick why dr strange can't go with her back to his universe but she can <sighs> No. Okay. Well, for whatever reason, um, Doctor Strange. I remember. Strange I remember like, that he can't. He gets stuck somehow. Yeah. And he gets. He gets stuck. But he realizes. I he think. Can I use... think the strange of that universe like traps him there or something. Oh yeah. Some somehow he gets stuck, but he basically realizes he can use the same magic that Elizabeth Olsen's character is using to control himself mm -hmm. in another universe. And since America went back to his universe where he is not. 
he realizes there is another himself there. It's the dead him he buried at the beginning of the movie. So then he does that magic. Corpse Doctor Strange becomes alive in that universe and goes and helps save America. But not really, because America doesn't need saving. She's fucking powerful. So really, what he does is he helps give America permission and the confidence she needs to use her power which she does <laughs> and yay the movie ends and elizabeth olsen ends up stopping being evil and like la da we're over okay that's yeah. the gist of this movie i can't believe we actually did that for Whew. once but well now let's talk about it <laughs> well so first off you you mentioned briefly that this movie is called the multiverse of madness so you might be thinking that oh we're gonna do a lot of universe hopping chris they get a four they go to four well they do have there are four primary yeah the way they get away with the title is they have this one like three minute sequence where they're just like flying through like 10 universes really fast that's like that's how they get to claim that they go through a lot of universes but yeah it's only like four different places And like, and that's a fun little montage. There's some nice, there's some nice jokes thrown in about it. But also, so this movie came out. Let's see, May of 2022. 2022. Okay. So that is after the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once came out. So I saw that movie first, which is a great universe hopping. I mean, like the sheer number of universes that we go to and they're being pulled from, you would think that it would buckle under that weight, but it, it juggles it so well and effectively. And it's about and it's great something. And it's creative. Even, even it's about, about multiple something. things, if you will. <laughs> I will, Chris, because that's a great fucking movie. In fact, arguably that does... movie is about everything. <laughs> I c- uh, everywhere, uh, some could say. All at so once. I would um, certainly... <laughs> I would entertain that argument, absolutely. But, so, like, I I think, I really do think that seeing that movie right before I saw this movie did irreparable damage to my opinion of Multiverse of Madness because just, like, by comparison, you know, it was like I had just seen a movie that did a multiverse and did it really well and creatively, and it was weird, but it worked, and there was heart in there none of that is here none of that is here of the four main universes that we spend time in at least two of them are like arguably identical um (laughs) then there's that third one that's like a weird like oh we decided that we cared about global warming and then there's a fourth one that's just like dr strange destroyed the world because he was a sad boy okay that that is that's it that is so (laughs) boring man like it's just it's so you have infinite possibilities that you could have cycled through and i i fully understand and and sympathize with the fact that like it's hard and requires creativity but it's fucking doable and especially don't tell me that it's not doable when you have the entire marvel canon that you can fucking pull from yeah you have every what if you have every and that's another thing that was frustrating is that Shortly before this movie came out, uh, the MCU did drop the What If show, which is like, Excellent. which takes place in different universes. None of those come up, not a single one. And include one of those episodes is about a strange that destroys his universe because he gets too involved with something called the Dark Hold. I'm not getting into what that is, but. It, it, okay, it's what Wanda Maximoff uses to like control the bodies in different universes. Yeah, I mean, okay? it Doctor Strange gets a hold magic. of that in this movie too. Like, that's why it's especially okay. annoying because he basically yes. meets that Doctor Strange from the What If show, and it doesn't. But it just isn't. Yeah, and it just isn't. It's just not the same one. Which is like, <laughs> uh, which is especially annoying because in their like in that scene we mentioned where they like phase at one point. You know, our Doctor Strange um, and America phase together because she's freaked out and and he's standing next to her. So they phase together through several universes. And one or two of those universes are, like, animated. So they, like, transition Mm -hmm. into, like, animated form. 
which cool mm-hmm. like we're talking multiverse we're talking marvel you're bringing in the comics and the shows and stuff yeah Great. man so then yeah. why the fuck <laughs> does like what why if suddenly not like incorporate anything from what if not incorporated in? doesn't get touched um doesn't get touched which like and and that they that do in universe live hopping like captain america in yeah. the what if show is british and in this movie we have a live action british captain I, what is she called when she's british captain britain i don't know <laughs> no um um i think she's just called agent carter agent carter. Uh, okay but like yeah but, like but... british captain america version from that show appears here and is like i just i'm so annoyed where it's like they're like kind of doing it and then not it's it's so yes even that yes. is so weak which is and i mean yeah. that annoys me as a like all i know about the marvel universe is what has been put on tv and in movies i don't have a comic right lore background so i right. i can forgive anything that doesn't keep up with sure. like what the true lore should be but like the shows are new they're all new they're all yeah no more than 30 years old if we're gonna go as far back to the 90s and it's just like therefore mm-hmm. you can't like everyone has seen them like you can't start fucking with that shit right now it's not like it's a hundred year old property that like needs a new thing it's (laughs) yeah and and it it's also like the multiverse jumping montage happens pretty early in the movie like maybe within the first like 20 to 40 minutes so it kind of sets you up with the belief that we're gonna do that again you know, like, okay, you gave me a little taste, but we're going to dip our toe back into the multiverse, and the multiverse itself is going to somehow become important. He's going to have to draw different things from different multiverses to, to, like, you know, power himself up enough for the final battle or whatever. No! Nope. It doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't happen again. From that point, we only go, like, one by one to these individual little multiverses that, like, even when they are kind of fun and kind of, oh, that's nice. You like you're combining some different things. Another thing about this movie is that it is the most, and honestly, the part that I like, uh, I can't decide how I feel about it, but this movie is so mean-spirited. It is so, it fucking hates you. It hates that you're watching it. It like, which is so like, it wants to make you mad it's so weird it's so weird because like (laughs) doctor strange as a property if you if you aren't familiar with the first one like the the way in the first movie that doctor strange is presented is he's kind of like house if you've seen the show house he's an asshole doctor he's a medical doctor who's good at his job and he's a fucking dick about it and then he like gets into a car accident and he can't use his hands so he can't be the fantastic surgeon that he was. So that's why he ends up going in to, he somehow discovers magic and ends up like being trained and becomes a wizard and whatever. But like, he's kind of still a dick. Like he's less of a dick because mm-hmm. the magic training like makes him more down to earth or whatever. But like, he's still kind of an asshole. And that's kind of his thing is he has these like quick quips and kind of makes fun of the marvel universe around him and in the second movie it did feel like there was this weird shift where it's like that that is a fun semi breaking of the fourth wall like a little commentary Mm -hmm. on like the goofiness of marvel in the first movie and then this one it's like yeah it's like almost shaming the audience for like coming back for the sequel also so weird to me to have any of that mean-spiritedness and then have a character whose name is a america and no Uh character at any point makes a face or comments (laughs) in any way upon hearing that name as if it was weird in real life you would have something to say if you met someone named america but they are just totally chill with it like everyone who meets her every universe is like yeah that's a name <laughs> that's a, sure. That's a thing. Yeah, and you have patriotic powers or whatever. I don't know. Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> it is so well, and that's yeah. like that's the big deal. Which I'll I'll try not to harp on this too much throughout this episode. But like, obviously, no, if you haven't put it together, even if you haven't seen the movie, just from us talking about it, this is a wall to wall, rah rah America propaganda movie. The movie is literally about 
someone with superpowers that allows them to go anywhere in the world air quotes read that as multiverse but a power that allows them to just be anywhere they fucking want to be and then leave anywhere else they fucking want to be and their name is america and the movie's climax is about america learning how to and getting moral permission to use her fucking power it is just like and she fucking faced through the universe in the shape of a star it's just like are you are you serious like this it's who wrote this like literally did like a policy like a politician write this like where did this movie come from because it's so obviously that like it is it, it and there's yeah. no meat to the movie otherwise so that's all i really have to hang my hat on when i was watching it that's yeah. why i was getting so pissed because it was like everything is comes down every scene comes down to can america bring herself to use her power so they can save themselves from a situation and it's just like so what like that... how can we be making this movie that is literally just like just like ah! like it's it's i don't have anything to say about it because the movie just says it so plainly like the movie is just blatantly yeah. about america should and can use her power and she's the most powerful entity la-di-da like <laughs> like so that that and 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 that was fascinating to me like when you texted that to me i was i was taken aback is not the right phrase but i i was just surprised because i was like oh i didn't i didn't pick up on any of that because i know what it is based on so like I I can't decontextualize it in a way, but then when you laid it out, when you're like, okay, this is how it reads to someone who doesn't know that, it's like, son of a bitch. Yeah, because like without I can, I can context, see it. because that's a good point. Who is who is America Chavez in the greater Marvel universe? Because this is the first time she's appeared in the MCU. Yes, it is, and and I would I would argue that they largely flubbed it because she's the MacGuffin. You know, like she is, that is her only, her only role in the movie is basically to be the sought after thing by both hero and villain. And that's like her role is just being insanely powerful, which I, again, now that you're saying it back to me, I'm like, God, that does, I could see, which brings up the biggest problem of this movie, which is who the fuck is this movie for? Because it cannot be for, it cannot be for comics fans. And, and well, first, I, you're right. I'll do who is America Chavez. America Chavez uh, is a, she's Puerto Rican, kind of. Um, well, I would think she's it, not Cuban. <laughs> I, no, I, I like, it's kind of, it, it is, you know, there's a lot of comic booky nonsense going on. So I don't think she was born in Puerto Rico, but she ended up in this universe's puerto rico because she is like the universe hopping thing is definitely like part of her character um she is a reinvention of a golden age character named miss america golden is silver age okay who was who was exactly what you're saying it's just like utter propaganda like no two ways about it america like that whole post-world war ii we are the the ethical moral leaders of the world and rah 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 so it, yeah. it america chavez is like this attempt you know, a modern attempt to kind of reclaim that okay. and to make her like <laughs> more representative of so she was like a very early i think she's definitely one of the first marvel characters that was like introduced as gay like that was a that was a oh. part of her from the beginning. It, it's not it's not because some some fans get butt hurt when pre existing characters come out and then they're like, that's not how it was originally written. <laughs> like America has always been this way. Like it's not, um, which you know the movie kind of hints at. It like has her moms, which is also canon. She has two moms. Um, they're in it for five seconds in the movie. Yeah, they appear you know, in, in a typical like Disney like, yeah. Here's some rainbow. Here's a rainbow bone, gays. Here's we'll an see easy you next thing year. for us to cut out when we sell this to China. 
<laughs> Even though this movie will <laughs> I mean, not be is... sold to China because it's all about America's power being a moral good. So <laughs> Yeah, true. In fact, I think I think you're right. I think this one may have may have not gotten through the censors. Uh, I mean, which, I don't you know, know how that it just possibly fucking Disney. could. Like, I don't know why any Chinese <laughs> censor, given their very well-known policies about censorship would let this movie through the movie is like end to end america rah 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 like you can't have this movie without those parts unless you change america's name to like china (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) china (laughs) chavez hello (laughs) the star is just like yellow instead of red white and blue so that's the only difference it's the only difference they don't change anything else oh my god they're like now this is cinema uh no so uh, another reason why i really 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 don't think that this movie is for uh uh comic booky people is that it really there's one scene in particular that just absolutely dumps on the comics and like fandom and the it's the scene with the Illuminati. So at oh. one point, uh, Chris mentioned earlier that like Peggy Carter's what if character actually does show up in this movie. At one point, uh, like some dimension hopping police basically like get on their case and they, they capture our strange and they bring him before this council of like interdimensional um super beings okay so on this council is uh you've got mordo who is the same actor who played him in the in the last movie but he's like kind of a good guy in this universe uh you've got um i don't know where they call her i can't remember but uh captain marvel has like she's going to be in the marvel's movie i think she Um, is just captain marvel just not the same they just call her captain marvel it's it's maria it's maria rambo uh if that if that so she was in she was in um uh uh not vision quest what is that was that wandavision yeah yeah, she's in wandavision then you've got then you've got black bolt from the inhumans um Charles Xavier, you've got Which Patrick is... Stewart reprising his role. Yeah. And then to really cap it all off, you've got uh uh John Krasinski playing Reed Richards, okay? Mr. Fantastic, which this has been a long-time dream of fans. Like this has been a fan casting for a long long time. Please give us John Krasinski. In my opinion, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because John Krasinski is insanely likable, and Reed Richards' defining character trait is that he's too smart to be likable. Yeah, I mean, also Fantastic so, Four is yeah. just like, I don't, I'm sure there are plenty of Fantastic Four fans out there, but in terms of the greater yeah. Marvel universe, Fantastic Four is like the lamest of the Marvel shit. Like, Aww. nobody gives a fuck about the Fantastic no, I, yeah. Four. Like, we just don't. Like, I don't know. I've never heard anyone rant and rave about the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Well, how much time do you have? No, um, <laughs> I I do really like the Fantastic Four. They've never been done well in live action. Um, a big part of that is because they're just zany. So in order to really do them justice, you've got to have the ability to do just like the most outlandish, like more more cartoony. Yeah, type you got to lean into but, the, to it, and the movies have tried to take themselves so seriously. <laughs> well, and that's. That's the thing is that then Wanda shows up to this meeting and brutally murders everybody. Wanda is Elizabeth Olsen, by the way. I just couldn't remember her name earlier. So I called her by her actor name. (laughs) Yes. Elizabeth Olsen shows up and not only, and this is where I think the mean spiritedness gets into it. Is that it's not just that she kills everyone. She kills everyone in a way that is incredibly specific to their power set. <laughs> For instance, uh, Mr. Fantastic's thing is that he stretches. So she stretches him out into like string cheese until his head pops. Um, Black Bolt's thing is that he... And by the way, everybody is in like comics accurate costumes, you know? So like this is a real 
kind of win for for uh, like when when you're watching the Illuminati, you're like, now this is fan service, and then it just like undoes all of it immediately Fuck by you. having them all be brutally <laughs> murdered. Yeah, <laughs> Black Bolt's head explodes because Wanda takes away his mouth, so he screams and, like, and it his... blows up his brain. Yeah, <laughs> and it blows up his brain. Uh, let's see, Captain Britain or whatever gets, like, chopped in half by her shield. Um, Maria Rambo just gets, like, blowed up. Like, everybody's death is so specific to who they are. And it just, so, like, you're watching all these heroes die, which is in and of itself kind of sad and upsetting. But I honestly, what I think is going on here is, so Sam Raimi directed this movie. Oh, that's I also right, he did. He co-wrote it. Let me double check. Um, but no, it was written by someone else. But like Sam Raimi has a pretty complicated relationship with superhero movies. Like most people do probably know most, mind you. I'm saying I'm saying to the wider populace, yeah. he is probably mostly known for the Spider-Man movies, yeah. right? Tobey Maguire. That's not his main bag at all. No. Like, he's a horror director. He That's what he made his name on. That's what he clearly enjoys doing. He's made so many. Yeah, if you're so not many great familiar with Sam Raimi, if you're not familiar with horror movies, Sam Raimi is like all of the classic titles you have heard but not watched as not a horror fan. The Evil Dead, all of that stuff. Like... Drag, Drag me, to, me hell. to hell. Like Sam Raimi has like done a lot of these classic horror movies. Bruce Campbell is from the Sam Raimi horror movies, and of course appears in this movie because I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell is given a role in pretty much every movie Sam Raimi directs. Like ever since they were yes. in their twenties. Um. <laughs> so, but you may be thinking, oh, then Sam Raimi like enjoys superhero movies. I really don't think he does. No. Because he's a special and he's effects talked director, about this in interviews. He, he can do yeah. really cool special effects, so that's why he keeps getting work. Because he understands how to direct for things that maybe aren't in front of the camera when you're shooting. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hey, that's 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 a good point. But like he he got he he just he he didn't have a great relationship with the fans through no fault of his own. I have to I have to be explicitly clear yeah. on this point. He did not like toss the first but like he got crucified. Crucified for shit like the organic webbing in the first Spider-Man movie. Not even a big fucking part of the movie. Probably not even Sam Raimi's decision to do that. And still just like at cons because I mean, I, I get I it. Love comic. I get books, it from a comic like... book fan perspective, but from a movie goer perspective, it is one of those details that I could not care less about. I just do not care no. if the web is no. organic or you have a little web shooter. I don't care. Well, it <laughs> it, it really it has zero bearing on the plot. Yeah, you know, it is like, functionally I, it, it, it the really... exact same thing. So, like, I really don't give yep. a shit. <laughs> yep. Which is exactly what Sam Raimi was probably thinking. Yeah. You know, so to then go to a con and to have just person after person be like, you ruined my childhood. <laughs> I can definitely see how now, this many years later, now that he's back with Marvel, how he would really want to include kind of a little fuck you to like... Yeah, like, look, I can to, do it. To those canon... <laughs> you know, there's people that are just like so douchey about canon, so gatekeepery. <laughs> That he's just like, I will give you exactly what you've asked for and then brutally murder every single one of them. Like, it's a it's a disquieting scene, but I I kind of stand it. I kind of... I like... didn't have a problem with that scene at all. It was one of the more engaging scenes of the movie. And it wasn't yeah. filled... It was one of the few... In a movie that's all about America, it was kind of nice mm. to see America's heroes get eviscerated even if just for a moment <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it was like yeah ah, okay this was like not supposed to be in this movie is like the vibe of that scene <laughs> it i mean it really is it real like to the point that it it like it feels like a late addition to the film you know it feels it like, feels like there lot. was another scene there was another wanda yeah. battle scene there and then they did this or 
they did this and they and like fought for it instead of a, a different Wanda battle scene. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for <laughs> you know, like for instance, one of the big ones to me is how they didn't even attempt to make it look like Patrick Stewart was ever in the same room as any of these people. Which, you know, timing-wise makes sense. They were probably shooting this, like, large... You know, Patrick Stewart's old! And COVID! And, like, you yeah. don't... So I get that, but it's just... It was very funny to me. How just, like, Patrick Stewart's not in the room with them, is he? No. No, there's no there's no angle that you're even gonna make it look like he kind of is. Every shot of him, except for, like, two, are just him. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Whatever. I did also really like when at, in the climax when Strange like takes over the zombie. So I mean, again, he takes Evil over Dead, Dead himself. Yeah, right. That so that that looks kind of cool. Like I like I like his like cape of hands. No, like, <laughs> it was amusing. I don't think this movie like it's. I do think this movie was bad in a general sense, but it really wasn't like yeah. a terrible movie. In a general sense. No, it's not unwatchable. Yeah, it's it's still, it's a watchable flick, but it's it's like hearing it's the little I know about the Marvel Universe, it doesn't do a great job maintaining that, mm. um, that continuity. And then you have right. like way better critiques or have had so far way better critiques about that exact thing. And it's just like such just blatant propaganda that I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching it because I was kind of shocked. Like the moment yeah. America once her name was introduced uh, there was no way i was not gonna watch the movie like we didn't even plan to watch this movie <laughs> i actually watched this movie little little behind the scenes usually harrison and i discuss which movie we're gonna watch and and try to make it either like connected to what we've recently done or connected to like the time of year it is or what's coming out or whatever um but this was just because i saw the second spider-man across the spider-verse movie the other week Ugh. and it was fucking excellent because sony's yeah. doing a great job with those movies the animation is incredible so then the next day i was like well i got nothing to do today i'm tired i'm bored i want to do a lazy afternoon with a movie i wanted to watch the first spider-verse movie but i couldn't find it streaming anywhere and i was like all right well mm -hmm. i'll watch another multiverse thing that i haven't seen then because at least it'll be new to me it's kind of similar in concept like maybe that'll scratch the itch so i put on mm -hmm. this movie and then i was just like shook like the whole time yeah. it like started fine but then like once her name comes out i'm like oh no a character's name is literally america and no one has made fun of that so far so this is not a good direction we're in and, yeah. and then it just like yeah. kept being that the whole time <laughs> Which was fascinating, yeah. but yeah, when it was over, I texted Harrison and was like, we gotta do this movie. This is atrocious. <laughs> well, and they really, they did, they did very much fuck up her characterization in my mind, because in the comics, she is like one of the biggest take no shit from anybody, like, types. Which would make because, sense. I mean, yeah, that would still make sense She's, with the propaganda. I don't know why they didn't do that in this movie. I don't. I don't either. Especially, especially since like under the context, you know, it's like a strong badass Latina LGBTQ character who's probably a little overpowered, but fine because she's like she's funny and she's confident and like she she doesn't take shit. And then this one is just like, oh. I don't know if I can do it. It's like I don't, I don't know who this little whelp is. And but maybe, I don't, and maybe that's I don't like it. Maybe that's the most. Maybe we're ta we're tapping into the most subtle propaganda there. Maybe that is an intentional choice because it because America is currently in a in a public like domestic situation position what am i trying to say here like people and when they do the national Soon to polling be and stuff are not the most excited about <laughs> conflict or american imperialism as we might have been 20 30 50 100 years ago and part of that's because yeah. it has been a lot ago. of wars for a while one of them we just got out of after 20 years like it's just it is it is not a time when most americans are pumped 
about imperialism. So the idea that maybe so, her character needs to be reminded of of the moral good of her power is uh, <laughs> is actually part of the propaganda. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucked up. I she really... literally her power is literally going anywhere she wants to go. It is just like the most like. Uh, imperial like thing of all time i just but that i love i love that you bring that up because like frank that would not have occurred to me you know because like it's not like i can't i can't decontextualize it in a way that but that's that that circles back to the who the fuck is this for because it's like okay if you do know what's going on Sam Raimi is giving you the finger the whole time. If you don't know what's going on, this reads as hardcore imperialist propaganda. So, like, I don't... Who is this for? Who is supposed to watch and enjoy this? I guess, yeah. And I... I don't know. I don't think the answer is anyone. That's why I ultimately (laughs) think it's kind of funny, is that it's just, like, they paid Sam Raimi so much money to make a movie for no one but himself. God, fine i guess fine i wouldn't spend money on it but fine it is a shame though because like the movie starts pretty promising like uh, when strange is at the wedding and he like hops over the the balcony and then like dons the cape and gets into his costume like that's cool oh, yeah. that's a cool this is a strange scene early moment in the movie when in america first phases into dr strange's universe with one of the multiversal monsters chasing her you know how they meet um he's at the wedding of his former partner as she marries some other dude some some faceless dude yeah i like that I like that Wong becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. That's good. Um, That's the head of the this ending. magical global organization. Right, right, right. That's that's his. Uh, Wong is is his is Strange's like friend and is a monk at Kamar Kamartage, <laughs> which is like the monastery that all the wizards train at. Um, but basically, the movie ends with them being like strange is a ridiculously irresponsible person he cannot be sorcerer supreme <laughs> you're sorcerer supreme um and i like that uh be, because you know strange doesn't make many good decisions in this movie and then the movie ends with him seemingly like getting away clean and then he gets like a new power within the closing seconds like his third eye opens in his forehead and then it cuts to black, and oh. that's the end of the fucking movie. And, but I, and <laughs> it's I, so weird. It's so funny because that's like supposed to be like a, um, like a bad thing, kind of, because it's like that's his mm-hmm. almost like the consequence of using his con- this exactly. like spell book he used. But it's like I don't know if the consequences you get a third eye, like that's not that bad for like summoning the dead form of yourself in another universe. Like I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Well, particularly since, like, if that was the end of it, that would be one thing. But then the mid credit scene has him with the third eye, and it's just, like, not a problem. Like, the mid credit scene is is a character um, called Clea, who is actually, like, incredibly important to strange lore. Like, it's it's odd that she hasn't showed up until now. Oh, okay. uh, played by Char- Char- Charlize Theron. Pretty pumped well, about that. Yeah, casting. that definitely means they're making a but, third then. <laughs> oh, it does. But like strange in that scene, like this the whole scene is her popping out of a portal and being like, There's trouble. You don't know who I am. Don't worry about it. Let's go. And Strange just does. And like he's got the third eye, and it's just not a problem or addressed in any way. He's just like, all right, let's fuck shit up. Whatever. This is gonna be one of those things they like we're gonna forget about in the next movie. Like they're gonna probably totally. have it in the beginning. And then it's going to, the third eye is going to like close and we'll forget he has it. And then like in a stressful situation, he'll like do some intense magic where it opens. And he'll be like, oh yeah, he has the third eye magic or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine, I guess. I mean, I hope the third is better whatever. than the second because it was, God, it was bad. Like it was so bad. Like even like Guardians, like Guardians 2 was certainly way worse than the first, but it was still a fun time. But, like, Guardians yeah. 3 just, like, sucked. Like, honestly, I would say Strange 2 was even worse for me than Guardians 3. And Guardians 3 it was, was way really worse. bad. 
Gar- Guardians. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll put a little disclaimer. Do you want? Do you want to talk Guardians real quick? Yeah, yeah. We're we're basically through Strange. Okay. We're, we're spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. If you have not seen Guardians three, um, so I I almost my theory is that it, it doesn't suck, but I do think he almost James Gunn. I do. <laughs> I do think he spiked it on purpose. Like, because there there are too many things in that movie. One of the biggest running gags that, when I saw it, it was the, like, one of the first things that I picked up on is that it is crammed full with as many action movie tropes as you can possibly think of. Too many. Like, if, if it, well, and that's the thing, is that it took me about, early in the movie, I was just annoyed by it. By the halfway point, I was like, that's like the 20th one they've stuck. This is a joke. Like the, the, this is actually a bit that he's doing. It's like, like it feels like to... that. It feels like he literally, the amount of slow-mo walks in the third movie is out fucking. Oh rages. my God. It is. Like, it is. <laughs> it is like too much. It and it's already like, even the first movie has like slow-mo walks has like scenes where characters are effectively just laughing. Like it's like, and I'm honestly fine with that stuff. I'm fine with like cheap yeah. emotional uh, activations for your audience because as an sure. audience member, they they do make it more entertaining. I don't mind being tricked into laughing when something isn't funny because a group of people on screen are laughing because you know what? I yeah. like laughing. It's a nice feeling. That doesn't really bother me. Yeah. But it is like yeah. when it when shit like that happens over and over again, like it does in the third movie, it, it does start to like, okay, this wasn't like one cheap thing where you got me to feel. This is like there's no substance, which is disappointing. I, I wonder if you are right about it being a joke because the movie, the third Guardian movie has, has to be scenes that easily if you cut down the amount of like that action movie filler shit, like there's a lot of stuff that is emotionally significant throughout the third movie where it's like, yeah, you could have just had another scene related to this and it would have taken a little more writing effort, but like, like you could have like done more with a lot of the heavier components of the movie, but instead they're all kind of isolated events which is like a little shameful yeah. and it's like just such a cool the third movie has such a cool concept premise like you have the villain mm-hmm. being this godlike genetic design corporate sort of character which is like yeah honestly great villain great villain for the time topical i don't know where this character comes from in the actual universe of the greater marvel yeah. world but like cool ass villain and i just don't think I think the, all the best parts of the third movie were related to the villain, honestly. And then, like, everything I didn't yeah. like was, like, all the air quotes fun stuff with the Guardians and, like, hanging out and shit. I don't know. It was yeah. it was pretty lame. And, yeah. and Rocket just, was kind of know. the main character of the third movie, which I, like, I don't hate, but also, like, eh, eh. Well, Chris, they straight up said that. Like, that's a line in the movie where someone's like, don't you know? You've always been the main character. Oh my god, that's right. I mean, like, they do like... fucking say that. <laughs> Which is such horseshit. It's like, no, I'm it's totally just, it's glad just... to get Rocket's background and like yada yada yada. It works. Sure. I really wasn't that pissed about any of it, but it was also weird to like have it it's not that it was weird to have him be so central, honestly. It was just that they kind of forgot everyone else in doing that. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt yeah. felt like a very inconsistent character what like what's his name star lord felt like a very inconsistent character in the third movie because he was kind of an asshole to rocket like he has been in previous movies but then he's also like really tender to him and not always it's like you're my best friend it's like what yeah just like when did that happen really yeah really disconnected stuff where it's like you guys are like good friends but like if you're gonna have like a real come to jesus with each other moment about it like that needs to happen mm-hmm. and that never really happened in the movie it was just kind of like by the end of the movie star lord remembers how much he loves rocket it's like no there needs to be like a display of growth here <laughs> like you can't just tell me that happened because like rocket yeah. gets kidnapped halfway through like that's 
Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's just a sad sack for like the whole movie, which I get because you know he fucked up pretty bad in Infinity War or whatever. But I don't know. It really, really, really strongly read to me as James Gunn is kind of giving the finger to Marvel with this one, and and it's almost. But like there is a part of me that can respect it because of how few people I've spoken to that like found fault in, you know, it's almost like a, I'll give you bullshit and these people will eat it up anyway. And they did. did. So like, (laughs) that's kind of a good joke to me. Well, and he really is. He's one of the few directors to stay with an entire trilogy of one of the Marvel franchises. He might be the only one who's done start Uh, to finish. To mine to off the top of my let's see yeah he's the only one and like i he's mean and he made it like the first guardians movie that for especially for people who are unfamiliar like me that's the first time i was introduced to any of that ip and i fucking loved sure. it it blew my mind i remember watching the first yeah, guardians movie years after it had come out it was before they even had yeah. announced a sequel. And, I, and then I, I think it was at your house. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why does no one talk about how good this fucking movie is? Like, this is way yeah. better than it's the Avengers. It's just like, this is the best MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, everyone's always talking about the Avengers, but that movie exists? Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And I just ultimately think that they couldn't capture lightning in a bottle twice and certainly not thrice, which is fine, but yeah. it just... Like, well, Chris, I everything think, I became think... too big. Everyone in that movie became yeah. way too big for different, for reasons both related and unrelated to that movie. So it's like by the time they got to the second movie, it was like, you're not dealing with like Chris Pratt trying to become an A-lister. You're dealing with A-lister yeah. Chris Pratt. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it, it's also like, one of the things that I think was frustrating to me about the third one is that I was laughing at all of the parts that I truly believe James Gunn wanted me to laugh at, but not the parts that, like, like the rest of the audience was like, this is a heartfelt moment. I'm like, fuck you. No, it is not. Like, the big one that I could think of is, you know, you've got the whole side plot with James Gunn's brother where, like, he's trying to learn how to use Yondu's little, like, floating needle that goes through people that's james and Gunn's then, brother that, that's james that Gunn's actor brother, yes. they do look kind of similar mm-hmm. actually that makes total sense it, yeah um, <laughs> i like that between the two like, of them james gunn is the hotter one but his brother is the one in the movie is the actor <laughs> yes it's it's it is it is the precise relationship of ron howard to his brother <laughs> like it's it's just the exact same scenario but the um I, I I was so amused when he like looks over and he sees Yondu's like ghost and he's like, use your heart. I died laughing and everyone else was like, this is emotional. What are you What are you talking about? Like, this is not serious. Like that's not. <laughs> this is like the twentieth trope that they've used in this movie. I'm allowed to laugh at this. Also, like You're the idiot. Yondu is like a funny character. Like the last thing you see Yondu do when he dies is like do the little Mary Poppins thing, which is just so yes. fun. It's just like a little visual gag that absolutely delighted me in the second movie. So like when I me see too. him again, that's all I can think of is like him doing the yeah. little like Mary Poppins float. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's mad cute. Yeah, I mean, Guardians 3 is not bad. It's just like, I'll never watch it again, you know? Because like the entire thing is a joke at Marvel's expense. And like, that's funny once, but like, that's not, that shit doesn't I guess that's why it's like, it's just so disappointing to me for a franchise that I, the way it could have gone could have just been so much better. Like you, there was an opportunity, especially when you have can consistent creative vision continuous creative vision throughout three movies like that you really have an Mm -hmm. opportunity to like end so strong and not Mm -hmm. wanting or not making sure that that happens it's just a real bummer because it's like this first movie is like excellent the second movie Mm -hmm. fine 
and you had a chance Passable. to make the third movie excellent and instead you chose fine again and it's just like eh. yeah yeah like yeah. these are the most beloved mcu characters at the present time right now i mean they might they're probably not throughout all of marvel's history but like right now they kind of are and you kind of fucked yeah. it like <laughs> and yeah. and i'm disappointed <laughs> yeah and it's also just like it, it's odd to me that that this, along with Doctor Strange, so within a a year of one another, you have two major Marvel movies come out where the whole underlying premise is like, "Fuck you, Marvel," and that's just that's weird. <laughs> that's just I don't know. It, it also just like, makes that perfect sense, though. I mean, yeah, we've been it, doing two it, decades it, of these marvel movies and like there's no way the like top creators because that's all as far as the movies that can pay the top creators and top talent the big bucks the only ones are marvel movies right now like that has got to be so annoying (laughs) to be like really the only thing is gonna be a superhero movie or i gotta do like an indie flick for like a hundredth of the price like (laughs) yeah yeah it's obnoxious it's it's like and it's it's it just sucks to see something that was so original like guardians be reduced to like the most cookie cutter bullshit with an occasional funny or smart or you know like you were saying with like the whole corporate angle they flirt with it. Yeah. They don't do anything. Like it's it's mentioned and that's about it. But And they kind of like like, like yeah, there's this that should have been like two thirds of the movie, honestly. Yeah. Or yeah. and it's just like like yeah, they really Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of hinting. It's a lot of stuff that honestly the way they present a lot of the corporate stuff would have worked better in the second movie to make mm-hmm. the enemy more like palpable and like scarier in the final movie like if and i'm not saying you needed to introduce all these people but like let me know in the second movie that the golden people whatever their species is called are created by this corporation let me know that this corporation exists in a general sense and that they're spooky in the second movie but they're not important to the plot that's fine they're just in the background but that way when i see it in the third movie not only is it interesting I'm engaged with it, and also you can, like, build on those blocks. Now, I mean, I know why that didn't happen. They didn't know they were going to use that villain when they made the second movie. So, like, uh, I mean, if they did, then they... Yeah, they kind of did, because the the cocoon is in the second movie. Like, what what Adam, like, emerges from is in the second movie. It's just not, like, what, I don't know. Who's Adam? I... I again <laughs> uh, uh the gold guy oh warlock oh that's right yeah um, but that yeah do no, they, they not call like him, they might not call him adam in his name is adam warlock um i think they just call him and the also, warlock in the, in the which is yeah. fine which is totally fine that's that's no issues there it was the main thing that annoyed me about him is just that like they they neutered him big time like he's he is insanely powerful and to the point that he actually uh like saves the entire like adam adam warlock in the comics saves everyone from the infinity gauntlet scenario oh he to the point that like i he's called the space messiah like, <laughs> Holy shit. and then to get him as just like oh the kid from we are the millers <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they definitely cast him to be a neutered character. Like the whole yeah. everything about him, I didn't realize he was supposed to be so powerful cuz I not knowing that, I did think it was kind of funny to have what was clearly a high-powered character be such a dweeb. Like Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It it was fun. Context. It was fun. I didn't I didn't hate it. It was more just like Okay, so we're never going to get him being, like, the cool version. They didn't That's use fine. him well, never. even as the dweeb version, though. Because, like, as the dweeb version, he, like, disappears for, like, a <laughs> 30, 40-minute period of the movie and then reappears <laughs> at the end. And I was kind of like, I mean, I just forgot this guy existed. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, he's the main character. It's like, no, he's not. All right, well, that was Doctor Strange slash Guardians 3. Yay. Um, 
If you want us to do Quantum Mania, let us know. If you don't want us to do Quantum Mania, let us yeah, know. Yeah, because we we'll probably at... do it unless <laughs> unless you say no in a loud yeah, way. Unless you stop us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are at Nine Unwatchable. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see you next week, Bubby. Bye. Bye. Bye.